0: All right, Cool Beans, we are live, and my good friend Abe Seas, who's been with us before, he's on here once again. I want to say hi to everyone,
1: Abe. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's having a blessed Sunday.
0: Yeah, man, uh, the last time you were on, we talked about uh, spirituality and stuff like that. I don't know you're you're into that kind of stuff, you know, and I I, I am to a certain degree, you know, but, uh, you know, but also, man, you've been doing a good job, man. You've been posting a lot of... uh, like different cryptids and myths and legends and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, what what got you into that? Is it something that just kinda happened or Well uh I knew about mythology and stuff like that, but
1: it just happened because on the sites of man, I've seen uh some of the things people post. But you know, there's a, a lot of different I guess every culture sees something differently, you know, like for example, La Llorona, she's called different names in different cultures because She's been spotted in other cultures. You know, I believe in other countries she's called the whaler. You know, right. so so you know it it all kind of makes sense. You know, like when mythology. I, when I was in uh, junior high literature, you know, they talk about mythology and all that about the gods and you know if they're teaching it in school, you know, is it true? Is it not true? You know, you can't uh, really take it out of the equation, especially if other countries talk about it, you know, there's yeah. so, so many, so many. They're like, I guess, uh, the devil's called many names, like, uh, Hades and he's called other names, you know, right. and right. Different cultures.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, you know, for a long time, I, I didn't really pay attention to, uh, these different myths, these different legends or and, and even folklore for that matter. But I think a lot of these things, they came up, uh, you know, they started somewhere, there's a root somewhere, yes, and uh, and it's
1: kind of like the Catholic religion right. uh, when uh, the Catholics that went trying to recruit people to come into the church, they mixed it up uh, That's why they have statues, you know sometimes sometimes people say statues are like five uh, false idols, and what they did that is so people can come worship what they believe in, you know whether it's Jesus or whatever they believe in to come and worship. You know, it's kind of like idolism because there's statues, and they believe in that. Kind of like uh, in the days of uh, in in, uh, in Europe, right. they had a lot of statues of of goddesses and stuff like that. Kind of kind of reminds me of that. You know, it's like uh, they they open an avenue for any believer to come into that church, into the Catholic Church. Okay. Um, and I and I'm thinking that's one of the reasons. There's a lot of activity sometimes that happens there within the churches.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and that makes sense. You know, that makes sense. And, and it's, it's kind of like what you were talking about too is how, like, uh, these different cultures have these beings and they're basically all the same around the world. And I guess, you know, everybody kind of integrates all that into their culture or, and not, you know, mm-hmm. really not even culture into certain regions, you know, uh, people experience the same yes. thing, you know. And I don't think sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with culture. I guess sometimes it does, but. You know a lot of times just certain regions it's in itself and there's different cultures in, the, in a in a region that can experience the same thing and that and that in itself is interesting that to me that shows that there is something going on and it's not just a culture
1: or a religion yes uh but i've been doing a lot of that just looking into things and and putting it out there uh so people can see different perspectives they know that there's there's things that exist you know i've seen i've seen so many things you know uh crypto wise and spiritual wise that, that I know other things exist. You know, it's just sometimes pe- some people don't, uh, haven't had that experience yet, but when they have the experience, then they'll understand what I'm talking, you know, what I've been trying to
0: say. Right. All along. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, something um, real quick, I, I guess it's, uh, I don't want to get off track, but, oh, fine. I had someone who was recently in Afghanistan, yes. and uh, they asked me about about the about the giants. They they, I, they asked me to say, "Hey, do you know anything about these giants in, in, in Afghanistan in, in, in Kandahar?" And I said, "Yeah, I said I know a little bit about it. You know, I, I've heard stories." And he said, "He he told me because yeah, he said the locals there talk about it. You know, have you ever had any kind of anybody talk about the Kandahar giants to you or the giants over there in the Afghanistan? Period." I,
1: uh, I didn't hear about, uh, nobody talk about no giants in Afghanistan. Right. I mean, I've heard the story about they caught a giant out there, and then yeah. I've heard some stories where uh, there there was some bad-like creatures or that were in caves right. that some soldiers ran into, and some of them got attacked. Some of them died, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard stories like that. But uh, I I have heard of what I experienced when I was, because I went, like uh, to the Muslim world, you know, uh, they believe in other things, and one of the things they believe over there is the gen, and right. and I believe that that has attached itself to many soldiers, and, and I got to see that uh, because I live in right by Fort Hood, mm-hmm. so I could see a lot of soldiers affected by it, you know. It's it, it that's why they hallucinate and are seeing these things because of the uh, the gen, you know, it's it's attached to them. Right. I had a. I have a, a soldier friend. Well, he was married to my uh, best friend's daughter, and he was affected by it. You know, when he came from over there, he was acting weird, and I would always go pray for him. And He was being, uh, he had a negative attachment pretty bad uh, on him uh, that he even tried to kill his family, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they separated. But I tried my best uh, to get that negative attachment off of him. But he was coming from out there from the Iraq War. Uh, mm-hmm. You could tell like, a big difference on him. You know, I've been in combat and I fought on the front lines, and I've seen some things out there in the front lines. Like you, you don't want to. It was you think about it like as well. Is that the adrenaline rush is making me see these things that are out here, or is it really something out here? Because what I seen, I was in the front lines, and it was just uh, the, de- the the sand and the enemy. And when we got close to the enemy. I could see something flying around, you know, like jumping into the into the enemy. And then all of a sudden I could see their eyes. Their eyes would glow like like um uh yellowish. And you know, and this it's, I guess it's, I don't know if it's dealing with a balance or when somebody's gonna pass away, but you could see something flying around out there. So that's when I did the sign of the cross. And you know, I had already prayed before I went out to the sign of the cross because I was seeing something jumping into this, into the enemy. You know and then they would like change yeah. like like uh it was using them as a vessel to come up to try to fight us you know but right most of those those people they they, they died you know some of yeah. them survived but you could see it you could you could see this i, I call them negative attachments which to me is like uh this unclean spirits that are flying around uh finding a, a host you know and mm-hmm. they were jumping into the soldiers yeah. Like I said, you could actually see it in the glow of their eyes because their eyes, they were glowing yellowish.
0: Hmm.
1: And, yellow. and, and uh, they were coming out of holes out of the ground because uh, they had underground bunkers or foxholes. Okay. They're coming out of the ground and their eyes, they were yellowish, man. Like, oh, like what? The... <laughs> I mean, because I was going in my tank, but they were popping right in front of the tank, you know, and their eyes were yellowish. I was like, why are their eyes that color, you know? Right. They were yellow. And I never no i've been I was around a lot of people from different countries you know that were out there with us or allies, mm-hmm. but I've never seen somebody with yellow eyes like that, you know, and right. they were coming out of the ground like that. you know it makes me wonder about if there was a reptilian base there or something because yeah. they're coming out of the sand, right you know right you, and, see and you, no, no, you see no fortress, no nothing they're coming out
0: of the sand like that <laughs> you, you know what's funny um I, I listen to some of these uh, stories on on youtube and I, and I've actually heard people describe that. You know, yeah. so, so it, it's funny that I get that you tell me that. Well, it's not funny, but you know, it's, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, mean, that's what I've
1: seen. I was right yeah. there in the battle on Medina Ridge. I was, it was the biggest tank battle that, that was out there, uh, the biggest tank battle. And, and that's what I've seen, man. Uh, it's kind of, I should say, I'm a, I'm a spiritual person. I've always been a spiritual person. I always believe in God. And I remember before we were out there, I prayed with my fellow soldiers, even though some of them. Didn't believe in God. Some of them were atheists and I said and they were like, Well, how are we gonna survive this? Because we found out the night before we're gonna be in the front. Right. And I said, mm-hmm. Well, the, the only way I know you can survive something is by placing God first. And I said, Well, I don't believe in God. I said, Well, if you wanna survive, mm-hmm. you better start believing in him right now because I'm fixing to pray. If you wanna hold hands? Be part of this prayer, let's all hold hands. And we all hold the hands. Uh, didn't matter what believed in what, we just call upon him to come and help us, you know. And we all survived. Made it back, but you can see when there's, you know, like I always talk about when there's anger, there's hatred or war, you're going to mm-hmm. see all kinds of other, uh, should I say, spiritual appearances, special appearances or uh, spiritual threat that's, that's always around us. It's going to show itself because it loves anger, it loves hatred, and it loves war. So it's going to make itself known presence. Um mm-hmm. uh, I tell, I to tell, tell you a story. I, I don't think I've talked to you about the story. Uh, I had gotten a, I was in an accident and I got in a. They diagnosed me with epilepsy, right? So I had gotten a seizure out in, in California in an NTC, and they took me to the medics and they had me in a tent, right? So I'm sitting there in the tent, and uh, there's this this chaplain from Fort Hood was going to come and see me because he wanted to check up on me to see how I was doing, mm-hmm. so. He comes in, there's a chaplain that's going to come in and say, Where's the soldier there that has a, had a seizure? He comes up to me and uh, he said, My name is Chaplain so and so. And he looks at me and I said, How are you doing, sir? And then he looked at me and he said, Do you believe in God? I said, Yes, sir. And then he said, uh, Do you believe in demonic, demonic activity? Do you believe in demons? That's what he told me. Hmm. So I'm looking at him, you know, like, why is he asking me about demons? And right. I was like, well, I've heard of of it, something like that exists, but i I placed my, my faith in God. Mm-hmm. And then he, he grabbed my hand and he said, let's pray. So he started saying something that I don't understand what he was saying. It was in English. It was in Spanish. I don't know what he was saying. So I didn't go with that. I started saying the Our Father within myself. And I said, amen I to the Our Father, not to what he was saying. Right. He turned around and walked away, right? Uh, but one of the things he had said, and, and this was was the scary part. Before he left me, he said, did your grandfather ever get demonized or attacked by a demon? That's what he had told me, right? And I didn't think of nothing. You know, I was hurting or whatever. He walked away. And then, like, five minutes later, a chaplain comes in. Where's the soldier that had a seizure? And he comes to me. It's all, and I looked at him and said, the chaplain of Forhood already came to visit me. He said, no, I'm the chaplain from Fourhood." Hmm. So that person, wherever it was, uh, I don't think it might have been a person. I think it was, okay. it an opening to come and show sure its presence to me right. in the form right. of a chaplain, you know. Right. Uh, and, and the reason he asked me that is because I remember my grandfather when I was a kid that he did get attacked by something. Hmm. And I thought about it later on. Uh, it's when I was small. Uh, we was uh, going to the, ch- we had a chicken coop. And, uh, I remember my grandfather, we heard the, the the chickens clucking and, uh, he went into the chicken, uh, chicken coop and he said there was a possum in there. Right. So as he went in there and he starts screaming, so I, I was little, like five years old, six, I grabbed a stick and I went in there, you know, to try to hit the possum. More. But when I went in there, I had seen my grandfather, he was up elevated in the air, his feet are off the ground. And, uh, He's just screaming and scratches or appearing out of his just nowhere in his body, all over his body, his face, his back. You know. And mm-hmm. I could see this. Dark, shattery figure, a huge, very tall. They had him up in the air and he had red eyes, you know, and they looked at me. I looked at it. started. I always had faith. I, be, I always believe that God is always with me. So I'm looking at it. It's looking at me and my, my grandfather falls to the ground and it comes at me in the form of smoke. like smoke. As it's coming uh, at me, I'm uh, within me, I, I can feel the presence of of God because I had love in my heart. Mm-hmm. So he takes a left, and he goes out the window. He breaks the window, makes a little hole in the window, and mm-hmm. the smoke just goes through the window. But then uh, my grandmother's there, and all my uncles are there. They were trying to find out what, what was going on, and I was t- trying to tell them about what I seen in there. My grandfather was like, no, 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 no. It, wasn't, it was nothing. It was nothing. It was just a possum. But he was scratched up, man. I mean, I'm talking about big gashes on his body, his back. I mean, right. I seen him; he was he was bleeding bad. Uh, when he was in the hospital before he passed away, I, I seen those dark en- uh, entities out there too, man. Uh, he was being spiritually attacked by these dark energies, you know.
0: Right.
1: And so, uh, hey, uh, yeah, I didn't watch know where
0: you grew up at if it is
1: i I'm, I'm originally from South Texas, South Texas. Okay. That's where I grew up in South Texas, and my my grandmother and grandfather they're originally from Mexico, from uh, uh, Rio Bravo, and I believe my my grandfather he might have been been Spaniard because I couldn't understand what he would say sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. the way he talked I couldn't understand what he would say, I would only understand a few
0: words. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, but That's uh, that. I never. Yeah, never told me that story. That's pretty crazy, dude. Oh yeah,
1: uh, but you know, that's been the story—a story of story my life, man. Uh, I think once you're open to that, not because you choose to, but because it could be about who's around you, you know. And and it it it's like uh, all these gifts come. You know, you're able to see things, you're able to hear things, you're able to feel things. You know, and it's just a spiritual gift, and it's just what you choose to do with it. You know, right. And I believe that's why I see a lot of things that I see, or I have this encounters that I have, because the the dog man is not the only encounter I've had. I've had this encounter with this mothman-like creature when I was a when I was like around uh, seven with my dad. You know, my dad knew what it was, I believe, but he never told me. He, he's still alive. He's like seventy-something hmm. years old, and I was I always try to ask him, "Were you involved in something?" or what was that black the thing that you showed me, you know, because it was one evening, uh we had you know what a mortar tree is? Uh a blackberry tree. Okay, okay. They grow pretty big, right. the blackberry tree sometimes. Right. And uh my my dad had told me that he had a a friend that was coming over, that he wanted me to meet his friend. And he told me, Sit down right here and he had me facing the, the house, looking at the house. I said, When he gets here, I said, I want you to to turn around real slowly. I said, but when you turn around real slowly, don't be afraid because he's our friend. He's your friend. All right, so I'm sitting there and i am be there for like 10, 15, you know, a kid, I'm getting impatient, just sitting there and then all of a sudden he says, all right, he's here, turn around real slowly. Remember what I told you, don't get scared. And uh, as I'm turning around slowly, the I see this dark, big, bird-like figure on a tree, a dark shadow and Seen them red eyes, dark red eyes, man. I seen that. My senses kicked in. I took a run in inside the house. And uh, my dad is like, I told you not to be afraid, but I never went back outside. And now that he's older, I ask him, What were you involved in? I ask him, What was that? And all he tells me is, Don't dwell in the past, just leave it in the past. You know, he never right. tells me what it was or what, but apparently it was something, you know. But you right. he, he don't want to give me straight up answers of nothing.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, was that something spiritual? Was it, was it a flesh and blood creature? I mean, could you tell? All in all,
1: it was, it was darker than the night, whatever it was. Okay. And, and I could see the red eyes. So I, I don't know what it was. I know uh, later on, uh, we used to go to a ranch to visit some friends that live out on the ranch. Uh, by it was Hargill. And there was a rest stop. We take a take a left at this rest stop. And, you know, you, remember, you ever seen the movie Jeepers Creepers or whatever? Well, <laughs> we was it was going down and there was a it was it had been raining pretty bad. And over there in the valley, it, it gets flooded pretty fast. So right. we're going down this dirt road and there was a little lagoon and the water had crossed over the road. So my dad was going slow on the road. Right. Because the water was over it uh, mm-hmm. over the dirt road. And it was a lagoon to the right and a lagoon to the left. So it was going slow so we could go to the ranch where our friends live. As it was going through there, we seen a fish. It was flapping in the water. So he said, okay, we're going to get off and we'll get this fish. You know, we can cook it out for fish fry. It was a big old fish. So we got off and we went to grab the fish. We grabbed the fish and as I was grabbing the fish and my dad was grabbing the fish, then we hear a screech, a real nasty screech like, I mean he just hurt her ears and when I looked to the left where this crease came from, it was in the middle of the of the swamp. It was a stump. And he was crushed crushed down with his his feet, he had claws. He looked like a bat like. It was like smooth leather skin. And the face uh looked like a, a bat like, but he had sharp teeth and he was looking at us and he had red eyes, right? So we're looking at it, it's looking at us, and it's screeching. And then next thing you know, it just goes up in the air, straight up in the air. And when it went stripping in there, gra- my dad got the fish, we ran into the, into the station wagon, closed the door, we started going fast, and this, this thing started coming at us, and he scraped the top of the station wagon with his claws. Oh, wow. And the ranch was like maybe 100 feet away, and we made it into the ranch safely. And he was telling the his name was Shui, it was telling them what had happened, you know. And it's like, oh, you didn't know what's there. And he was saying that what 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 that is is some kind of they call it the something uh, demon something something dealing with with a witch something that 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 creature lives there in that swamp area. That's oh, where it yeah. resides. And I believe okay. uh, when I when I see videos. I seen a video of the valley that said they they, they seen something like that out there. Well, I seen it a long time ago. It was in seventy something, hmm. and 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 I believe that to be true because I seen it. You know, uh, it was the skin was smooth, you know, but it, the face kind of looked like a. It's kind of it was, was bald from the top, but it didn't look like a person. You could you could see you could tell that it was human like because of the legs and the and the arms. You know, the, the claws. they had claws, but looked like a like a person, but it wasn't a person because he was bald and looked like a bat from the face, but the body looked like a humanoid, you know, okay. and I'll never forget that uh when I was growing up that I seen that
0: this wasn't the same thing that that was in the blueberry tree
1: Yes you see when it was in the blueberry tree the, the branches and all that all, in all I know, was something huge in there, okay. whether it was the same thing or not, I don't know whether my dad knew what that was mm-hmm. I do not know like I said, I can't never. Still alive. I really don't talk to him, but when I try to talk to him about things, because I want to make, I want to make sense for me, so like right. that I can protect myself and my son, right? If there is something of anything, I want to cut those negative ties. Uh, but he never says nothing. He keeps to himself. You know, he don't want to say nothing.
0: Yeah, Lippa Lipa made a comment. Says it sounds like it could be the big bird of Texas that attacked people in the, the late seventies. Yes, uh, I got I got scratched by something uh,
1: when I was a kid. Uh, I remember that big bird uh, he's talking about. Uh, we used to call it they used to call it the big bird. And people were make were making uh you know fun of that there was this bird and all this, but yeah, it was attacking people. You know, at first the people were saying, Oh, it's just a lechusa, you know, that it's a, this okay. owl thing, but no, it's it was actually a creature that was uh things that were happening was uh, cattle was being mauled. You were finding uh, cattle like all disembodied, uh goats, uh there was a couple of people that got attacked. But I know it, it tried to attack us. So, you know, it could, it could, uh, when I see the movie Jeepers Creepers, I mean, <laughs> that Jeepers Creeper guy is pretty big, but this thing is not that big because it's got to be light enough to be able to fly. Right, right? right. So it's not that massive, but it's fast. It's mm-hmm. got like supersonic speed. Like, I mean, it flies fast. Hmm. You know what I've seen. Right. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. No, mm-hmm. you know, back then they didn't have the technology they have now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, we, we kind of touched on, on, the rep, on the reptilians or the reptiles. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? You think those things really exist? I know some people say they see them in the swamps and like you oh, said, you don't know if you I saw them. I believe the
1: they they exist and that the the reptilians they exist and they can uh, mimic us. They can take our form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story about, well, I know they, uh, to me, I, I believe a hundred percent they exist. It's in the same area. Uh, in uh, uh, Elms Grove, I was one day I was walking uh, down the street because I wasn't going through the woods no more. I was walking on the highway to go to the store. Uh As I was walking uh, to the store on the highway, I heard pebbles flying behind me and they passed me up real fast and I, I turned around. When I turned around, I had my guards up because to me it felt like something was behind me. When I turned around, there was this guy. He was pretty, real tall and the way he was running, his legs were moving weird and he was coming out of the woods, and he's the one that made the pebbles kick, and I'm standing there waiting for him, and I said, hey, you know, what, what, what's up? I mean, what, what are you trying to do? And he stopped, you know, and I, I got my guards up, and uh, he's not saying nothing, and I said, what's your name? And the only thing he tells me, Indiana, you know, so he tells me Indiana, so I waited for him to get parallel to me, it's because I didn't want to give him my back, because I didn't know if he was going to try to rob me, or what, you know, mm-hmm. so he if i get parallel to me i'll be able to defend myself you know um so as we're walking we start you know it keeps along with me walking side by side This strange thing happened on the bridge uh it felt like we entered like a time warp and and, and everything was going real slow he was still walking right beside me and on the bridge you could see these clear translucent creatures that look uh they were translucent look like owls of some sort but they're translucent you could see through them but you could see the eyes. They were like reddish. And as the cars were passing by on the bridge, they were jumping in through the people, in through mm-hmm. the people. And I believe what they were doing, they were feeding. They were feeding off the energy of the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's why I talk about openings. I believe it was jumping into because it was seeing opening. So it was draining their energy. So as we were crossing the bridge, the cars were moving on slow. He was walking right beside me. And as we crossed the bridge, it's like time went back to normal and everything started going fast. Hmm. So he followed me to the store and I turned around and faced him to look him right in the face. And I gave him my hand and uh, uh, I was looking at him. As I was looking at him, I said, it was nice to meet you, Mr. Indiana. And I started radiating my love, you know, like started praying with him myself. And as I was looking at him right in the eyes, his, his fingers felt weird. They're, they were long. and feel weird. They didn't feel like human like. And as I'm looking at him and radiating my love, uh, and i praying with myself, and I'm looking at him and his face, you can see the skin, the flesh started opening up. You can see the green scales, right. and he smiled at me. When he smiled at me, you could see the sharp teeth, reptilian teeth. Hmm. And he's looking at me, and he, he pulled back. He looks at me, and he just looks up to the sky like that. And when he looks down, you, you could really see it more than what I first seen. I could tell he was reptilian and he just looked at me, turned around and walked away. And that was the last time I seen him. Mm-hmm. So the following day, I went to the same location, right? And I started calling him out. I just started yelling, Indiana, and I had my camera. I had my camera and I said, and I could hear something running in the, in the tree line, like something was running through bushes. And I'm calling him out and I'm, I got my camera just waiting, waiting, and I hear something running towards me. I'm standing on the on the highway on the street. I hear something running, 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 and it stopped. And when it stopped, I, I snapped the picture, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I didn't nothing came out or nothing like that. But on the picture, you can see like there's something by the tree. I got the picture on my site on uh on Positive Spiritualist. And I'll s I, I don't think I've placed on a spiritual crypto encounter, but I got it on Positive Spiritualist where you can see something and it, you know, those reptilians they can they can camouflage, man. Uh they can camouflage themselves to the environment Uh, i believe uh even on fort hood when i was in army i had an encounter with the reptilian on the tank uh we were coming from a tank trail uh and it was me and my driver we didn't want to stay out on the range so i said let's go back uh, to the mortar pool so we're driving and uh, i got my night vision on he's got his night vision on and we're driving and we just see this tall figure and to to us it looked reptilian passed right in front of the tank and he hit the brakes and he didn't hit it And he passed right in front of us, you know, and my driver was scared as hell. And I see and I grabbed the pick handle because when we train out there, we don't have no light ammo or nothing like that. Uh, We're just training. So I grabbed the pick handle from the the toolbox that we have on the side right there, open it up, grab the the pick handle. I got off and I'm I'm just looking and I'm just seeing uh, seeing if I see any trails on the dirt road. I'm not seeing no trails on the ground or nothing where he passed in front of us. And I just look at the driver and say, you know what, leave your lights on. Let's get the hell out of here. Jumped back on, and we drove with the lights on all the way back to base. We parked the freaking tank. And then I just looked at him, and I said, you know what? We can't tell nobody the story, so we're just going to keep it between you and me. And he said, okay, Sarge. And and we just left that at that. But I've seen it. uh, You know, when you see the movie uh, Predator, he had, like, some kind of cloak and dagger that he was uh, changing color to the environment, like, to blend in at nighttime. You can see That's what we've seen we, through our night vision. We've seen that like it was the different pixels on, on the whatever yeah. he was using as a as a cloak and dagger. You could tell where he was changing the different uh, uh, pixels or whatever to try to camouflage itself. Hmm. We've seen it uh, or, or it could have been possibly also that he might have had a faulty equipment or something that it was it showed itself to us. I just don't understand why he would jump in front of the tank like that.
0: Yeah, hmm. it had to want to be seen, I guess, right? It could have I mean, been, yeah. He's wanted wanted to mess with you or something. I don't know. yeah, yeah that's interesting. Never heard you tell me that story either. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot
1: of stories, brother. That I don't. That I haven't. Uh, there was a, a soldier, a sergeant that I had an encounter with a Bigfoot up in one of the ranges. Um, I was at that time. I was in. A, I was in on tanks. I was working for S3, which is the Center of Operations. Mm-hmm. for uh delta 212 cav i was an HEC uh, two, uh, uh, 212 cav and working in the s3 center of operations and we had a little five seven cents set up and then we had a we were monitoring the radio calls at nighttime you know when they have to do radio checks and there was a sergeant that was sent a distress call saying he was being attacked by something in the tower so we jumped in our Humvee, v uh me and a couple of guys and we took off to his range and all the other people from the other rangers sent somebody over there to help him, you know, because he was. You could hear him panicking over the the net, you know. So mm-hmm. when we got there, the first thing I noticed was a strong smell, beastly smell of something. So I'm looking around, and he was up there. We went over there. He had the door barricaded with the tables and all kinds of stuff. Man, this guy, this guy was so so scared. Just freaking smoking cigarette after cigarette. And we told him what happened. He wouldn't say nothing, wouldn't say nothing. And then he finally started saying that he was going to go downstairs to use the restroom, the outdoor latrine. And when he went down there, he said, I seen him. I said, what would you see? And he said, I seen a Bigfoot. And he was there looking at me as I was going to go use the restroom. And then he come running at me. He said, he come running at me. And I, and so I ran upstairs and barricaded the door. You know, this guy, you could tell he was being... Uh, honest about it because he was scared. I mean I'm talking about he was smoking cigarette after cigarette. I, I seen him smoke like five, six cigarettes within like a five minutes, man. And this guy was was scared. And freaking uh, he was trembling and everything. But he said what happened he, when he came towards him and he started barricading that he was banging on the tower. You he could hear you could hear the tower was trembling where he was getting it was getting hit. Boom, boom, boom. The tower, the range tower was getting hit by the with yeah. what he said, bigfoot he was he was getting hit hmm. he, uh I, I won't say his name, but uh I try to contact him to try to get his story out, but I don't think he really wants to talk about it too much because it was something dramatic for him yeah. um, i I got him on my friend's list, and hmm. i I sent him a message to messenger but to try to talk about it, but he really doesn't want to. he hasn't responded to me, so I figure he don't want to talk about it. Hmm. But it, it happened on Fort Hood. Oh, Fort Hood. okay, I was gonna ask you. Yeah. Oh nice yeah. no, uh, it happened on uh, where he was at. he was uh, uh he was on Trapnail Range, the Trapnail Range Tower. That's where it happened. What okay. they call it, Trapnail Multi Multi Range. Okay. Uh, that's that's where it happened. That incident on him.
0: But well, you know, and and that, and that area is it, big for you know Bigfoot and even Dogman
1: sightings in that area. You know. Oh, I've seen a lot of things out there that you know you're like, "What the hell is that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just a you're thinking it's a deer or maybe a cow or whatever uh, but yeah there's there's some a lot of events have happened there that that make me wonder. I mean when I used to work the talk, which is s three it was one day you know it was nighttime I had the night shift, and then in the morning the the the, the first sergeant or sergeant major that was in charge of like he wanted me to go clean up a, a pile of shit that was by the by the tent he said that was a not he said there's a there was a nasty motherfucker that took a ship by the tent so i'll go so i'll go pick it up i said i'll go pick it up uh sorry major i'll pick it up man but when i went there man it was not a little pile of shit it was a big pile of shit and i'm like wait a moment there's no way this could be human (laughs) it was huge man I, i never and the tents you You have the camel, camel thing. The strip. I was looking for hoof marks, like maybe for a cow, maybe mm-hmm. that it might have been a cow. But there was no cow poop. It was just a massive pile of shit, man. And I had to, I had to clean that up. And I, until this day, I don't know what what caused it, but I, I got a, <laughs> I got a feeling. I more or less know what it is now, you know. But it was huge, because I've seen how uh, the cougar poop is, because there used to be cougars out there mm-hmm. in the ranges and on the trees you could see how the poop looks this it was a i'm talking about it was huge man and i've seen cow poop there was no cow poop it was i don't know what kind of poop it was maybe <laughs> you should have took i got an, a sample of that <laughs> there you go you could have got yeah you could have solved the mystery <laughs> uh, yeah i was only like 19 20 20 years old then so I, I didn't know nothing at that time i didn't know i mean I, I i would hear about bigfoot when i was growing up but i was like oh it's just you know nothing big or whatever till you no, know, I started having my encounters of the things like that. That's when I started thinking, well, maybe it is true.
0: Yeah. So, like speaking of like of like your encounters and and, and your old process to where you are right now, do you, do you find it weird that people like come to you now and and tell you stories, or you know?
1: No, no. Um, this is I think I was I was like them at one time. You know, I was like them. I would keep a lot to myself. I really wouldn't say nothing to to nobody because. Some people might not understand. And instead of you opening up to somebody and being truthful with them, they might not believe you. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you go from trying to open up to somebody and then you, they have a convention for you, an, an intervention, yeah. <laughs> thinking you're crazy. You know, That's mm-hmm. what happened to me yeah. when I was telling my brother and sister what I was going through. I said, you know, all my brothers and sisters are at the house and like, what's going on, you know? They were trying to have an intervention me saying that i needed help and all this this stuff and and then it's like when that happened it's like i really kept things to myself Yeah, i didn't tell them nothing no more because uh you know they were thinking uh that it was just my my imagination but i have witnesses that 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 did come to investigate that they knew me and they had their encounters there and, and things happened to them which they knew yeah. what i was saying was the truth you know yeah. because yeah. of
0: I remember when all that was going on, and I remember the, the, when the people went over there, and like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I remember when all that was going on at, at, uh, at your place, and I remember. No, I t- mother-
1: tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't invite my um, worst. enemy. I would just tell. I know there's a lot of people with curiosity, and a lot of them come during the day, but uh, I try to tell them, so "Look, if you really want to find out, stay stay here for nighttime, because at mm-hmm. nighttime is, is when it really picks up. There's things that happen there during the during the day too. Now, mm-hmm. but at nighttime. It's when the activity really picks up. Pretty, it's pretty strong and heavy in that area, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just glad that I moved out of there. I got tired of, of uh, those, those, I should have said, those shadow figures,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it wasn't just the dogmen that I that I seen and encountered there, or maybe a possible Bigfoot. It was also this this shapeshifter thing, like, and uh, his shadow figures that would come to my house all the time and. They would actually, they had, Just put it this way, they had the ability to open up the front door and the sliding door. There was one night that I seen somebody looking through the crack of my door because it was a mobile home, so it has a little crack. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was my sister looking through the crack like this, looking at me. You know, I said, hey, sis, what are you doing? And when I opened the door, my bedroom, I seen her going around the bend like this where the, the ditches are going towards the sliding door. So when I go by there to turn to look, I seen the sliding door closing and, and it's looking at me and I'm looking at it I was like, what the? I like, that's not my sister and it's looking at me, you know? And then when I open the sliding door, it's just taking off, but it's not even walking like a regular place, it's, it's off the ground, you know, it's right. just going and then it starts going through the trees, it uses the, the trees, it starts going in through the trees, from, starts jumping from tree to tree, uses, uses it as an energy source, you know, because trees, they, they have energy. Right, so it's using energy sources okay. that it can use, to, to move. <laughs> and this is all
0: in where again?
1: In uh, Elms Grove Estates. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. That was around. It, like, area. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was a uh, one where there was just. Well, shooting pool one night, and there was this lady had a flat tire, and I was with a friend, and he and I told her, "Look, so I hope you change your flat, but just give me a ride." It's okay. So I changed her flat, man. She go trust me off at the side of the house, you know. And I, and I was like, she was like, well, thank you for for helping me fix my flat. That's no problem. And as we were talking, she's like, I think there's somebody standing behind us. And I look and I see something standing behind us. And then she says, Oh my God! And there was something to the left, something to the right, there was something to the front. It was four of them that surrounded us, you know. She, she she's like, what what the hell is that, you know? I said, look. I said, just I'm gonna go outside. When I start praying, you you go. So I opened the door. It closed it. Start praying, and she backs out and takes off. And when she's taking off, she's something going after her, you know. And I'm praying, saying to Our Father, you know. You know how I tell you? Uh, sometimes it can find an opening on somebody, and if it, if there's an opening on somebody, it's gonna get. It's gonna try to use that opening to attack them. So she's leaving, and she. I get a phone call. She said that when she was leaving the park, that, that, uh, dark figure come and hit the back of her car and try to hit a car so hard that it almost drove her off the road yeah. as she was exiting the mobile home park. Right. And that was the last time she ever came, came by to visit. She said she don't want to do nothing with that area. Mm. Uh, she was scared. Uh,
0: yeah. You, you know, you, you, you've mentioned a few times about people leaving an opening uh, and I've seen like people like on Facebook, they'll post stuff or ask the question, do you mm-hmm. think people who are, like, are like, like schizophrenic and or have any other mental disorders, you think they're allowed? I mean, they're they're uh, yeah, they're allowing an opening and that's adding to their condition. And, and we might think they're really crazy, but in reality, they have. These attachments, th-
1: th- those are those those are openings. Uh, attachments, uh, like I always talk about, unforgiveness, right? Because unforgiveness is, is dealing with something bad. You know, when you don't forgive some uh, somebody because they have done something bad, or maybe you have hatred towards them. So the hatred of the unforgiveness is the opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm telling you, <clears throat> this this spirits that can that can sense sense you that you don't have to say it. they already know you. They know they see the spirit. Just like I can see the spirit, they see my spirit. Mm-hmm. So they know when I, I, can, I, go, go, I can go silent and I pray within here my mouth, I can pray within myself, <laughs> but they already know that. <laughs> so when I start praying within myself, they disperse. Mm-hmm. When I'm not praying and I'm just, uh, when I have the curiosity, curiosity could be an opening. Uh, for example, yeah. if you hear a tapping sound, this, this is what I like to say a lot. When you hear a tapping sound, then it goes from a tapping sound to a knocking sound. and Then it goes from a knocking sound to a banging sound that's an opening because you're hearing something as you're hearing it, you start believing in it. So if it's something that's spiritual, right? Then it's the opening that's right there because you're already giving it, giving it the opportunity to show you more. You know? right.
0: Yeah, And I, I, I think we've had the discussion or at least maybe you've even commented before on, on one of my, yes. uh, about people who, who have like these bad entities or attachments in their house, and trying to get rid of it, like if they don't know what they're doing, they can actually make that worse, right?
1: Yeah, especially uh, especially if if they're not changing their ways, you know. Like cause I yeah, like I've helped out people where they that thing, and, and I tell them talk to them straight up, and I tell them what's going on, and they tell me maybe something that might be an opening, and we pray against it. But then two, three weeks pass by, and they go do the same thing. Well, guess what? It's going to do. They're opening the door for the same thing to come in, you know. Right. And that's what happens, and sometimes it don't come by itself, it comes by, uh, with more yeah Go
0: back and, and, and that's
1: what happens. Uh, like there's some uh, I've, I've met people that are uh what do you call them, Wiccan. I've met yeah. people that, that believe in other things, atheists, and they've gone to the location saying that they can take care of whatever's there, but every person that came in that manner, they got spiritually drained that I had to pick them up out of the woods. And carry them out of there because they got the energy drain and then they start hallucinating. I ain't going to say hallucinating because, you know, it's already attacked them. First it works in the spirit and then it starts seeing them and it comes to them, you know, and and it wants to hurt them. So the only thing I could do is pray for them. But that's why I always tell people if if they're going to a certain location to be prepared, to prepare themselves. Some people say, well, I'm prepared. I got my weapon. How are you going to defend doesn't matter what weapon you got. If it's something in spirit, and it's a spiritual battle, you better believe in something because it's going to attack you. They don't care if you got a weapon. Your weapon ain't going to, uh, your ain't going to help uh, shooting at something that is spiritual. Right? Yeah. You got to fight it differently. You know, it's a different, a whole different different thing, and you have to fight it spiritually through prayer. You have to have some kind of faith or belief. You know, right. uh, that's the only way you're going to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Me even 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 me that I believed in God I believe in God, uh, I was being attacked daily daily, and I would say, well, what am I doing wrong? Why why am I getting attacked? And I was I was getting hit in the back by an unseen force. I would fly four or five feet and I would look. There would be nobody there. Shot from the front, hit from the sides, mm-hmm. hit in the back of the head. I mean, I was getting beat up by this unseen force. They're towards the end. Until I said to myself, what am I doing wrong? Then I I thought about it very hard. So maybe I have an opening. And then I started thinking, well, you know what? I do have an opening. And the opening is I had anger and unforgiveness towards a couple of individuals from my past. So I forgave them truthfully. And that day that I forgave them was the day that they surfaced up. And when I mean they, they, they surfaced up in my room. It was four of them and they showed it was just dark figures and uh they told me that they wanted me to do something but first they wanted first they wanted to show me something right so they could talk telepathically and they were showing me a picture an image through the mind and they were showing me where they came from they said they were from sinai and they were like uh torturers or demonic and they were showing me all these people that were torture and the things that would do to them where the flesh would come off and on and they told me, we want you to take your life. If you take your life, we're not going to mess with your son. But you see, I had already asked for forgiveness truthfully to God. So then I, I you know, I've studied the Bible. Then I said, well, first of all, my son's by the heavenly father. And he's his own person. And me, and me, I take authority over you right now. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. As soon as I said that, they faded away. And that's the last time that I got physically attacked by this unseen force that was, that was physically, it was not just spiritually it was physically attacking me. All right. Uh, it stopped. Everything stopped. Uh, and, and, and then from there on, it's when I moved out of that area and moved over here to, to temple and things just ceased. It, but I still have the spiritual gift of seeing things and stuff like that. But I just had to get out of the area. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want nothing to happen to me or to my son. So I left. I left uh, four years ago.
0: Okay, so what does your family think about you now?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, my sisters—they—they uh, will have a better relationship with them. They invite me. They invite me to the barbecues now. Trust me, brother. Didn't. Tr- I'll, I'll be like, uh, I'll be having my phone just taking pictures. <laughs> They'll be like, "What's the matter with them? And they're like, "Why come you always taking picture?" So I'm just. It's the uh, my senses were going crazy, man. You know, I was like, like, just imagine you're you're at a party or somewhere, you hear somebody say something, you snap a picture, or you feel something, you're snapping. Pi- I was snapping pictures because I was trying to get, take get proof right. of what's happening to me. You know, right, right. If you look in the side positive pictures, I took many pictures, man, and in some of those pictures you could see something there. Right. You know, sometimes it takes time for it to develop, and you could see something. The picture's not going to be perfect. You know, like uh, a lot of things that I took pictures of was when, for example, I would hear somebody say something or I hear a growl or I hear footsteps coming towards me like somebody's running towards me. I'll snap a picture, you know? Right. And I, I, and that's when when I really had nobody to talk to, you know, It was, it was going through it myself. But yeah. uh, I just thank God that finally uh, when I asked for forgiveness or I forgave that I let all those things stopped. You know, it was it was pretty pretty heavy, man. I I, I, pitched, I posted a picture on my site of uh like about four years ago, and it was I was out there in them woods, man. I was fighting spiritually, and you could see the darkness, and you just see my face like that. I posted yeah. it. Uh, I posted it yesterday. It was under memories. Okay. It popped up of memories, and that was I think it was in November. You know how I was telling you was around that time frame okay. was in no, in November was was a time frame when. When uh, when I had my encounter there in the woods also around that time frame, when the leaf starts falling down and it's fresh and cold here in Texas. Right. It's yeah. when I had the encounter with a with a dogman out there too, that uh yeah. the womb was yeah. dealing
0: for help. Yeah, and, but yeah, I I remember that perfectly. I always talk about that when I tell people about the dog man, uh, about your encounter. Yeah. So um uh, I know we, we, we were supposed to talk about different cryptids and legends. Oh, that's fun. this one. Yeah. So I was going to say, uh, do you uh, uh, consider yourself like some kind of like an empath or intuitive or something like that? You know, because like I have people like uh, now that I'm doing the paranormal stuff, I have people who like consider themselves or I am not going to say consider yes. themselves, who, who are uh, they, you know? Uh, and, 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 and what you describe, they describe it the same way that, you know, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's this energy in yes. different places, you know?
1: yes i have been like that for a very long time. I know uh if I talked to you about when I was a child uh that my brother was sick uh, I know if I told the story, but I'll say it real fast my my brother was sick and they couldn't find a cure for him. They're saying he was gonna die, so they was trying to find somebody to cure him because what was happening to him he was who had high fevers and he was seeing snakes and and uh and spiders, mm-hmm. and he was always screaming jumping scratching scared and um uh, the, there was a medicine woman from mexico that said that she would cure him but that I, w- I would have to stay with her for six months uh and and i didn't know that then but i know that now but i remember being with her for six months and she lived she in a little hut and the floor was made out of dirt uh and i would see her uh what she did to my brother is she lit up a fire on the ground on the dirt and uh she grabbed an egg My my brother had an arm like this, and he had his leg. It was messed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, when he had the fevers and all that, and he started doing this thing with the egg. And she cracked the egg. When she cracked the egg, this little bird came out of the egg with a broken wing and a broken leg. Uh, I guess the maldad, the the wrong, went into the egg, and my brother healed. His arm Mm -hmm. was normal. His leg was normal. And the fevers and everything that was happening to him stopped. But I had to stay there with her. So when I remember staying with her, uh, she was a medicine woman. She had uh, she wore a white, the white dresses, like back in the times of Pancho She was an old woman already. She was real old. Uh, she had a patch in her eye and she walked with a limp because she had a bullet in her hip <laughs> and she had bullets across. And I remember going to the market with her and all the, the people were moving away from her. They were scared of her. And she, she looked at me and said, you're not afraid of me. And I would just say, I love you, you know, and I would hug her. And, she would flip her, her, her patch off her eye. You could see the hole. So you afraid of me now? And I would call her, I love you. And she would just smile, you know? So then uh, at her, in her little hut, uh, all these people that were being, uh, I guess, spiritually attacked because, you know, it was dealing with the, the things of, of, of witches and stuff like that where people get cursed on, uh, curses placed on them. So they would come to her, she was a medicine, a healer. Mm-hmm. So she's there healing with her hands I'm seeing her, she's looking at me like that, and I'm seeing her going like that, her fingers going into the people's stomachs. she pull up uh, a barbed wires. she was pulling uh, scorpions out of people's heads, spiders, and then at times you could see this dark, unclean spirits leave their bodies, and she looked at me, are they gone, are they gone, and I see them walking, uh, I see the shadows because of the fire, I see them leaving the, the hut, and they were leaving, I would just point that they left, and uh, then I remember one day when, after so many, helping her, I guess, heal so many people, uh, there was a woman that came. I had barely come out of the outdoor latrine. And she, the woman started crying, and I'm looking at her, you know. And I guess it was my mother. I had forgotten about her, and I've been there for six months. Hmm. And uh, she was crying, and uh, I left with her, with my mom. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I've... Whether you want to call it empath, yes, I have those. I call them spiritual gifts because I'm right. able to mm. see, hear, feel, make contact. however you want to say it? You now, yeah, I guess I, people have different names for it, but yeah, I'm spiritually gifted that way. Okay, yeah, I've always been like this uh, for
0: a very long time. That, well, you know, I, I I think that's pretty cool. You know, I I didn't really know that much about. I mean, I I, I knew that you know that that uh, you kind of had those gifts, but I didn't know it was to this extent. And like you said, like I was saying that. You, know, I you
1: people. It. I feel, I feel people before when they're being spiritually oppressed by a negative energy. I've, I've casted the negative energies out of their homes. I go clean their homes. I've done this, yeah. and I send it away. You know, I protect their homes. Uh, I've helped up a lot of people in this
0: manner. Oh well, yeah, man, that's pretty good. I'm glad you're able to, you know, to help people out. Um, and and do you try anything specifically to try to enhance these abilities, or you just kind of go with it? Uh, I don't, I, my, my,
1: uh, my abilities are pretty, pretty strong. Uh, what I do at a daily basis, uh, brother is, uh, when I work out, I like lifting weights. I meditate at the same time. Uh, I, I mix it in together. The meditation okay. and the sensing is all in, involved within my workout mm-hmm. Or okay. sometimes I go for a walk and I just listen, I concentrate on listening or close my eyes, see what I sense, in that manner,
0: yeah,, yeah I was going to say because I think meditation is a big part of, of uh, Yes, meditation uh <laughs> at
1: one time I used to do like martial arts, you know, and when I was younger in the army, you know, like I said this gets to been with me for a very long time, so when I was in Germany, I seen a lot of things out there uh in the in the billets, mm-hmm. uh I guess spirits of dead German soldiers, uh there was one that was always messing with me uh I'll be sleeping uh, in, my, in my bunk, in my bed and I could hear somebody coming into my door and I could hear and then start choking me and I'll turn on the light. There'll be nobody there and it would happen for a long time. And then I found out towards the end before I came back to the United States up in the attic, uh, I think that's where the soldier was in the attic. Uh, oh, okay. The spirit of this soldier was in the attic. Uh, we closed down the billets because they were deactivating the units. And uh, when I finished painting the upstairs in the attic, uh, I had dozed off on the, on the, on the paint can. And when I, opened, when I woke up, the number 666 was, uh, was painted in between my legs. And uh, I thought somebody had played a prank on me. So I went uh, over there, but everybody was already off. It was like around 6, 630. So that evening, you know, I ordered a pizza and I was waiting for the pizza pizzeria guy to come with my pizza. He gave me my pizza. When I, when I paid him for my pizza, I had already moved to the other billets. The light in the attic where I was working at uh, turned on by itself. And then you see a dark figure just look at the window like this. And he's, you could see the figure looking at me from the window. And then all of a sudden, the light just shut off. You know, for it must have been a strong uh, entity to be able to turn on the light like that. And I told my first sergeant about it when we went back to the area. And we, we had all the doors locked. And they had seals on the doors. The seals were still the same ones we had placed. So there was, there was no way nobody could have gotten in there. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I got an interesting story to tell you. I've been wanting to tell you since you're talking about the dark figure in, in the blueberry mm-hmm. tree. Uh, someone called me up. They had, they had heard the show. And they're like, hey, man, I want to tell you this story. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll share it with everyone, too. Uh, they were like they were watching this scary movie. It, well, it wasn't even so much of it was scary, but there was a lot of horrible stuff going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of horrible killings and stuff. And he's sitting on the couch and all the lights are turned off in the house. And He said that the movie's almost over. And he looks over to his left into the living room, I mean, in, 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 into the dining room. And he sees something black, like crouch down and go under the table. He said, even though it, it was dark, and like you said, it was mm-hmm. darker than night, right? The figure you saw was even darker than night. He said, even though it was dark, you could still see this figure crouch and go underneath the, the dining room table. And before he could say anything, because he thought, well, maybe I'm, I'm just seeing things. His sister in law goes, Hey, I just saw something go under the table. <laughs> you know, I, just, I mean, not that it's funny, but you know, it was just an interesting story, man. I just, I wanted to share that with you guys too. I
1: guess it's uh the stark figures. You no, know, some people say that some of this 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 dark figures that you might see that might be people that has not crossed over and they're they're they remain here and on earth as as shadow figures mm. to try to to assist, but I don't know, man. The, when they come and open your door and and they come mess with you at your house, I don't think they're trying to assist. You know, they're yeah. actually trying to. to I, I don't. I'm not going to give them the power. Power thinking this dark shadow figure is a family member. Right. You know, I'm going to rebuke it. I'm going to. I'm trying to get rid of it because, yeah. you know, this. When they come to your your territory, to your home, and you see them in your house, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it happened to my nephew. One of my um, my nephews had a son. He was like one year old, laying in the, on the couch. He had fallen asleep on the couch and. I hear him crying, and I open the door and I see. I thought it was my nephew over him changing his diaper, right? So as I'm looking at it and I say, "Rick," you know, that's my nephew's name. I see the door was open, and he takes off the door and I yell, "Rick, Rick!" And I hear him in the back room. I said, "What on? What on?" Somebody was trying to take little Rick, and I took off running outside, and I'm following this thing. It's going down the street, and I'm looking and I'm running. And it's not even running. It's just gliding on the freaking street, you know? Mm-hmm. It's gliding, and it starts going from tree to tree, you know? It's jumping from tree to tree. And I, I say, identify yourself. And I start praying there, Father, identify yourself. It starts flying up in the air towards the trees, and it, start, and it started laughing. It was laughing like a man and just went up into the, into the branches, flying, gliding in the air, you know? And right. that's, that's the kind of activity that, that happens there on Elm's Grove where where I used to live. I just I'm just glad that I moved out of there. You know, I got I, I seen that for about when I started seeing most of this activity was I moved there in two thousand and two. So around two thousand and five was when I started seeing activity. But when it really got real heavy it was like around two thousand and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Now I would hear things, see things, but I'd say I always just an echo. But that's when it started getting
0: real heavy towards when I had my encounters towards the end. Right. Right. We well, you know, like, I, I do a lot of uh, Bigfoot research. You know, I'm sure you probably
1: know that. Yes, but- I know. I, I've seen your videos where you're out there in the woods and, and you're trying to find uh, trails. I've seen in the area. Matter of fact, maybe you might know something about this. I was I meant to ask you because I know you're like going out there. Where I live, there's an area where there's bamboo sticks, right? Mm-hmm. During this time frame, when it's fresh, if you go to the park, you find bamboo sticks uh, shredded in pieces all over the woods. I mean, all over the park, right. by the swing set and by the slides, they're just shredded. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, do you think that what what cryptid could shred something like that?
0: Whatever, it had to be strong. It would have to be strong to, to shred it like that. Because uh, even like a smaller animal to shred it, you're going to find little bitty splinters or, you know, it, it, it'll it take them too long. It's almost not even worth it, you know, for a small animal to do that. I'm, but there's I'm yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, but you know, there is a, a an area of the San that that does have bamboo. I need to go check that area out. I, I well,
1: don't, this yeah. this picture is uh, it was shredded, and then another thing that I found on the trails was uh, pieces of wood blocking the trails, like those oh, yeah. the yeah. wood uh, on the trails, and right. and I'm thinking that could be a squash. Uh, there was a, a neighbor, a friend of mine, they couldn't see well at nighttime. And she will walk her dog in the park, and she will call me if I could help her walk her dog. I said, sure, no problem. And then one night, one day, uh, she called me saying that there was something outside her house. I said, what do you mean? There's something banging on the tree. I said, what do you mean it's banging? I said, well, I'm gonna take the dog out there, and the and the dog came running back inside the house. And she had a big dog. Mm-hmm. The dog came running back inside the house. I said, and I took off running over there to was what's going on. So by then, I I go there, I just see a big old log thrown by her house, like where I guess it was banging the tree and it threw it toward. She said it threw the, the log towards her house, and I seen the big old log on her by her house, right. cause she lived right by that area, right mm-hmm. by the by the edge of the of the park by the wood line. And I'm looking, to, and I was like, is anybody there? And I'm looking, and I don't hear nothing or anything. So the only thing I had to go about was what she told me, you know. But she said that whatever it was was banging the, banging on the tree. And that's when when I hear what uh, what they say about Bigfoot, this is some of the things that Bigfoot does. Uh, another thing is the rocks. You know we're talking about cryptids. So we'll talk about Bigfoot. Uh, I am thinking he has this capability. Um I used to walk at night time down down the, the road that goes by the park. It goes around the embark. And I was I was walking and I was already tired because the night before I had walked like thirteen miles. Because I, I love to walk. I would walk for exercise at that time. So I was I was gonna start my walk and I said, like, you know what, I'm kinda tired today. So I had barely passed the past that little area, I turn around and when I turn around and started walking back in the middle of the street, brother there was a rock formation, of rocks, circle oh, right. a circle, a big circle with around 15, 18 rocks and okay. I'm looking like somebody playing a prank on me, you know it's like, but, and then I'm like, there's no way because I just barely walked here, how could it be 15 rocks, like 15 rocks right. they were pretty big rocks, they were placed how can they be placed that fast Right. no freaking way it was a right. big round circle in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking to the bushes. I said, who's there? Who's there? And nobody say nothing. And I was like, man, let me get out of here. So I walked back to the house. But what do you think could make a rock formation a big? And the rocks were big. Dude. They, were, they, were, they were big rocks. Right. It had a, a big rock formation in the middle of the road.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah what do you, you think? Know, they've been known to do that. You know. Well, it, at least they've been suspected. No one's ever seen them do it. Uh, but you know, you, there's something you hear all the time that, that that they'll do these rock formations that you that you'll find them. People see them out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the whole tree uh, blocking the road thing. You, you we hear that constantly. Uh, I had a friend of mine go down just this, this road by Sour Lake, uh, and as they went down, there was uh, several trees that were crossing the road. That, that he said looked like someone placed in front of these uh, you know, so that nobody could get in or out. And then later on, his brother went to go check the area area out, he had a Bigfoot encounter, and on his way out, the same road he came in, on, there was a tree blocking the road, but he said yeah. he, had, he had enough room to go around he because I wasn't going to stop, you
1: know. And some of the other things that they place there on, uh, what I noticed, and this is where it gets confusing because I don't know if it's a dogman doing this, or if I don't know if it's a Bigfoot doing this, sometimes they place a dead animal in your path, like when I would go walking.
0: Right, right.
1: And I'm walking the same quad. All of a sudden, there's a dead animal on the on the on the on the path that I was traveling. It'll be a dead animal. It could be a dead fox, a dead possum. And I'm like, how how did this get? Or when I would travel to, like for example, take my son to school, I had a here where I live now. I believe I see one by my house. I believe it followed me, and I seen it. I seen the white glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. And by the time I truck and my camera to try to catch it, it was gone. Well, the following day, I was going to take my son to school. I ran into three dead animals. On the road, it was. They were in the middle of the road. On the road that I take my son, like it was letting me know that I traveled that road. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's why it comes gets confusing to me whether it was a dogman doing that, or a squash. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah you know. And yeah. It, I, I've heard of them doing that too. You know. Uh, uh A friend of mine was out looking, and he he was sitting on in, in his truck, and he was just it was the, I think it was early morning, and a freaking coyote came across his, the hood of his truck. You know. You know, of, well, he just of, threw it. Yeah, just, just threw the coyote across the hood of his truck. But he's also found, like, uh, you know he'll park his truck and then walk into camp, and on his way out, he found a dead coyote right there in, in, in the path, you know?
1: So I see something like that when I was growing up. But you see, I had dogs, and I thought the dogs had done it, but there was no way. I was working out in front of my yard. It was when I was 16 years old, and my dogs had left the yard. And then I go inside to go drink some water, and when I come outside, open the door, I trip over something. So as I'm racing to see what I, I tripped and I fell down, there was a head of a donkey on my doorstep. Damn. You know, this is in the valley. Yeah. Is that the And mom- I'm looking, I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, and then I see my dogs, and my dogs are all like in a circle for me, uh half a circle. And there's a black dog that I don't even know what whose dog it is. And it's like, my uh, my dogs are real obedient. I'm snapping my fingers them to come they're not coming or i'm patting my leg they're not coming and it seemed like the the dog in the middle which is the black dog had control over him mm-hmm. and then when the dog turned around and left you know i was, I was praying uh they came to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was weird you know strange things like that will happen in the valley all the time
0: yeah 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 the valley is a strange area uh, there's a lot of weird
1: stuff to yeah uh, i've heard of uh, an area over there where where you pass by at a certain time hour they'll, they'll be throwing things at your vehicle Mm-hmm. They'll be throwing uh, uh, animals and hit your vehicle and a certain I, I can't remember which area, but I heard about a story like that. It's, I guess uh, in that area back in the time, I guess Pancho Villa would cross across the border and kill a lot of uh, Hispanics that were on this side of the border, and uh, there was a field down there where they were cultivating their skulls and all that, but they said it was where Pancho Villa would come and kill. People, a lot of people, a lot of Mexicans or Hispanics on this side of the border.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So many, so many stories that you don't know whether they're being truthful or not, you know. But yeah, I've seen a lot of things out there in the valley also. But nothing to the to hide as heavy as what happened to me in Elmsgrove. I mean, that was the first time I've ever got in uh, attacked in that manner that I was getting attacked physically. You, you could say to me, it felt like it was trying to, uh, uh, not not possess me, but he was just trying to take, take me out.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, I had but a I friend see. of mine. Uh, he lived in Robstown, Arkansas, from where Robstown, outside yeah. of Okay. Yeah. Uh, By Bishop. Yeah. When uh, he had he was going out one night, and his mom didn't want him to go out. He's like, no, I'm going out. He's and he said he was at that time he was mean. He said he would he would cuss his mom out, talk real bad to his mom, and so this particular night it was no different. He he cussed his mom out. So I'm I'm going out. You ain't stopping me or whatever. So when he came back home, uh, he would come into the back door. Uh, You know, they lived out in the the open back at that time. Yes. And uh, he said that he was trying to get into the back door. The back door was locked, and uh, he heard this growling behind him. He said he turned around, he said there was this big black dog, this big black dog with red eyes that was just growling at him. And he said he started banging on that door, Mom, 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 let me in, let me in. And she came, and she let him in. He said after that, he never talked back to his mom again. He says he has no idea where this dog came from. He had never seen it before. Yeah, I've I've seen a dog
1: like that um, when I lost my mother. Mm -hmm. uh, The day that I lost my mother, you know, my mother lost her when I was 15 years old. Uh, She had gotten murdered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry to hear that. I I went looking for her on my bike. And where I live is a small town. And there's a dirt road. And I was following the dirt road that goes around the town. It was a, a dirt road that I would go run because I was in, in track, you know. So I was following this road to see if I could find her because they were looking for her. And I was riding my bike just following my instinct. I prayed to God. I prayed to God to take me to where she was at, you know, mm. spiritually because I believe we're all spiritually connected. So I'm riding this bike following my instincts. You know, even then I had instincts, spiritual instincts. So I am I stop on this bridge, and I'm standing, I'm standing on this bridge. I get off my bike, and I'm looking, and I hear like a moaning. So I, I go on my bike by the side of the bridge and there's a dirt road and I'm hearing a moaning coming from there. Something, somebody moaning. So I start walking down the, the path and then all of a sudden from the pole, you see something, a figure stand up. And when I see this figure, it's got a hat. It's got a cape. It's tall, black. And you can see red eyes. And I believe What I encountered at the time was what they call the dark man. Yeah, the hat man. Hat man, shadow man, whatever. So he's looking at me. He's pretty tall, like 6'5, 6'6, 6'7. I'm looking at him and just looking at him because I wasn't afraid. So I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. Then all of a sudden he's gliding off the ground, coming at me. Then, and this one, I got on my bike and I got a little bit scared, you know. So I got on my bike, and I start taking off on the bike, pedaling, and I'm looking, and he's coming at me. Then when I look, it's not him no more. It's a dog with red eyes, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. and It's got a tail sticking up in the air. So I'm riding the bike, and around our, our town, there's a irrigation system for the fields. and goes around the town. Mm-hmm. So as, as soon as I cross the irrigation system, it's underneath the street. I cross it, and I stop and turn around, and the dog where the red eyes and the pointy tail is looking at me on the other side of the road, but it's not crossing the water. It's standing okay. on the other side of the of the water. It's looking at me, and I'm looking at it, and I can see the red eyes, and I'm just looking at them. And then it turns around and it takes long leaps. Like I'm talking about, it's not running like a dog. It just long leaps and it takes off back the same path that I had just ridden. Mm-hmm. So I make it home and when I get home, my aunts are there and they tell me, hey, get, get in the vehicle, you're coming with us. Mm-hmm. So I go with them and later on that night, you know, uh, that's when the, it started raining, real cold, cold, cold water. And at that time, it felt like to me that my mom wasn't amongst us no more spiritually, you know. Mm-hmm. So the the police, you know, they wanted somebody to ID, the, the person that they believe it was her and I, I ID'd her through a picture. They uh, show okay. me. Huh. So the following day, uh, go, get a priest because I want to go to the area to where they found her. You know, so the priest goes with me. I get in the vehicle with the priest, and we go down the road. And he stops on the little irrigation street, and he stops there. So it's "Right." He crosses the little track, and he goes up to that little bridge where I was the night before. And he's looking to the left. He's looking to the right. It's around here somewhere. Oh yes, and he crosses right there down the path. Where I was standing, and where the dark man appeared, and he was right there, man, I was probably like I would say nine feet away, ten feet away from her, that man really? dude, that is crazy that is from crazy, her from, from her from her body that I didn't know she was there, but you okay. know, like I told you I heard, and I believe uh you know I believe they said that she died instantly but I could hear somebody moaning, right? I could hear. But, you know, the spirits are strong. And my mom was a very strong woman. I bet she was very spiritually strong. And to this day, you know, she's always around me. I sense her. So, you know, even though she might not be here in the flesh with me, she's always been in spirit with me all my life in the military. Mm-hmm. i tell you, man, I've been in some situations where all of a sudden I hear a voice and she'll tell me something and it's like warns me of something and something happens, you know, it's like she's there, her spirit is around, you know. I believe we're all, that's why I always say we're all spiritually connected. And if we're spiritually connected to our relatives or our parents or the ones before us, right, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we have to be careful, right, because something, if somebody from our past has done something negative negative it can carry around from generation to generation, so that's why you have to cut it and say, you know what, whatever happened with them stays with them. You know, I'm going to be my own person. And you, you, you know, that's why you cut the negative ties. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell my father, you know, I cut negative ties, anything negative. Like for example, the story of what I seen on the tree. I cut the negative tie because I don't want the negative tie to be attached to me. You know, he's going to stay with him.
0: You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, that's the interesting story, man. I, 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 I didn't know that. I'm glad you told that, man. That was, that's pretty, yeah. uh, that's pretty intense, dude. But. Uh, Ready. Yeah, we're, we're I mean, up on, our, on our hour, man. Uh, I know, brother. Gonna, yeah, I, I got to have you I just back.
1: Wanted, I just wanted to talk about it, you know, because uh, just to let people know, you know, because there's some that might not believe in, in a higher power. There's some that might not believe that we're spiritually connected. But I'm just here to let you know that we are because, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I her all the time. Uh, yeah, I got in a lot of situations uh, by her spirit helping me out. So I, I get <laughs> Uh there was a story. Uh, well, I know we got a little bit of time. A quick story. Okay, there was a there was a girl that grabbed a picture of mine and she took it without my permission. She took it to a a supposedly a witch. The witch was trying to do something to my picture, you know, trying to put a hex on it. And then this witch, she got attacked. She got attacked by something, threw the picture back at her and told her to give it back to me because. My mom was protecting me. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's pretty cool, dude. Well, yeah. she gave me a picture back, and she left, and she never bothered me again. That's good. So well, that was just good. a quick story. I, mean, I have so many stories, but I know we we're with, they yeah. admitted with time. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I'll have you back on. We'll, t- we'll talk more. Yeah. yeah.
0: Every, every time I talk to you, you get more and more interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I have so many stories. just you can't say all the stories at once, you know, uh, because – uh, that's why I, sometimes I make my own little videos, you know, and yeah. just try yeah. to reach out to people. That's why, I, that's why I do the videos to reach out because I know if I can help, if I say something spiritual to somebody that it touches them here in the heart and it can make when I talk about forgiveness and they forgive somebody and it changes their path in life and better things start happening for them, that's good, you know, because they're, they're forgiven and forgiveness is part of love.
0: That's why I, I make my videos. Tell people where, where, where they can find your videos at.
1: Yeah, I have videos on uh, positive spiritualist, and I have videos on spiritual encrypted encounters. I did the spiritual encrypted encounters for my friends. I have a lot of friends to go on the hunt, and that's why, you know, I combined it because I know sometimes when you are out doing a hunt, you might not find a bigfoot, you might not find a a dogman, but you might find something spiritual. So you have to be ready for either or. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. man. Dog. Too bad, I ran out of time. Cause I, I, that's what I was gonna go into that question with you earlier. Talk about going for Bigfoot, if you thought there was something out there. But yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that next time, buddy. All righty, brother. All right. Well, man. thank and, you for having me on the show, brother. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for and coming. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everyone who was uh, commenting in the in the chat room. I appreciate that.
1: Thank you, everybody that was coming on. The I, I can't see nothing here on the chat room. I probably you can.
0: Yeah, uh, no.
1: but I, I'll, I'll go look uh, whenever the yeah. video's over, and I if I can help somebody. If anybody needs to going through something, you can always contact me uh, uh, through Messenger or on the Positive Spiritual Spiritual Cryptid Encounters.
0: Yeah. If not, you can if come you. contact me and I'll, I'll put oh, you in. Yes. Too. This is my, my girlfriend right here. Okay. All right, guys. You right right have we a go. good night. Thanks a lot, man. And thanks a lot to you too, Abe. And hold on real quick. Mm-hmm.